Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Hey, good morning. It's just Jim this morning. If you want to say hello to Michelle Rhodes, you may have to go to uh, Salt Lake City, Utah, or more specifically, maybe Ogden. She's visiting family this week, so it's just me, and uh, I'm broadcasting live from southeast Tulsa, Oklahoma, where I started uh, the visit here with some crispy fried mushrooms, watched a football game, got to see my Oklahoma State Cowboys beat uh Arizona State. So that was a good kickoff to the weekend. And then spent a couple of days with client Michelle and I did, and then wrapped up yesterday and she flew on uh, to visit family and I'm headed back to Florida, but we've got uh, a special guest today. I invited um, a dealer just last evening after seeing him on Facebook and I reached out to him and said, Hey, are you back from your 20 group meeting? And he is, and he's settled back at his dealership sounds like. And so I'm uh, Happy to bring into the conversation this morning, uh, Jonathan Haragi from uh, from Fort Worth, Texas. Let me bring you in there, Jonathan. Welcome. Hey, Jim. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the invitation. Yeah, of course. I'm uh, I'm glad you were able to accept on such short notice. It keeps me from having to uh, talk about buy here, pay here without Michelle and and uh, her Carmely voice to uh, <laughs> to join us. So. Uh, so I, I got to tell a quick story on that, Jonathan. When when I was um, when I first met Michelle and we were I think just dating at the time, I introduced her to my business partner on another project unrelated to the car business back in Utah, and my partner said, "Wow, Michelle, you've got a really caramely voice." And so I've been we've been laughing about that ever since. So she does have a nice caramely voice. I think that's the reason people tune into the show, frankly. So. Oh, well, but, you know um, what, Jim? I, I'm going to try to make my voice like that. See if I oh, can nice. That would be voice. good. Yeah, our <laughs> listeners would probably appreciate that. So I thought, you know, there's plenty for you and I to talk about it on the car business. I wanted to first find out about your your 20 group experience. I saw that you were with uh, Bill Elizondo, apparently an NIADA group in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, right? That is correct. Uh, you know, we, we picked uh, such a beautiful place. Um you know, there's some passage, you know, there's some, just some views out there that you have to see him live. And, and Wyoming is one of those places. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the best thing about the, the 20 groups is the, uh, the, the time that you get to spend with your peers. Uh, you know, that close group of dealers that are there to serve you and you're there to serve them. Um, and having a great moderator like Bill absolutely makes a difference. Um, it opens up the conversations that are, you know, sometimes not as easy as we may think. And, uh, there's a flow of ideas that, you know, that just fly. Um, and, and a lot of us come back and then make immediate changes and see an immediate impact. Uh, some of the times, you know, we um, we take a little bit longer to implement some of those ideas and suffer because of them. But um, it, it was just a, it was one of the, the best meetings that I've had um, uh, in, in our 20 groups. So I absolutely loved it. So how long have you been uh, involved in a 20 group period? Uh, not very long, uh, beginning of the year, uh, it's when I started, when I joined. Um, but the, the best thing about it is, you know, you, you go to conferences for many, many years and, and there's a lot of good knowledge, uh, that you get at the conferences. Um, 
but when you when you're in a 20 group you know it's it's that close setting the you know behind doors you know behind closed doors uh, the mm -hmm. things that, you, that we talk about and we're able to you know open freely about uh, that that really makes a difference right and i i was a member of a 20 group myself as a dealer years ago and certainly see the benefit and even um kind of guest moderated a couple of uh, meetings over the years and so i'm quite familiar with it i see the value and uh and i definitely think you know there are a lot of dealers out there that could stand to benefit um from that as as you are but like you say you talk about the the closed group and the privacy and the ability to look at a composite and, and share numbers pretty freely and have your number stacked up on the page next to other dealers is is helpful and you can ask hey how is it you turn that inventory so fast right or whatever the whatever the topic of the day might be no absolutely and i'm so glad that we we close our doors to look at the composite because sometimes mm -hmm. it's not as beautiful as you think it is uh once the data starts going in it just you know it, it reveals things about your dealership that you may think you know their strength but you see the opportunity there so it's there's a lot of knowledge it depends what you do with it just like anything else um so, but, but the, the cool thing about the, you know, the 20 groups is, is it's not just a, you know, a dealer of your size, you know, it's similar, uh, but there's some that are way more seasoned. There's some that are, you know, maybe a little bit newer than you. So there's a great mix of, of dealers. Um, and, and like I said, it's, we can all sit there, uh, but having a good moderator that's able to open the conversation definitely makes a difference. Yeah, no, for sure. And, uh, I definitely, you know, we, we want dealers to be aware. I remember a dealer told me years ago that he was moving to a new 20 group because he was tired of being the big fish in the pond. He wanted to go somewhere where he could be the smaller fish and learn, learn from the, uh, the bigger, you know, well-established dealers. And so I know that can happen as, as dealers evolve, but I'm glad you're having a good experience over there. I'm sure you'll learn plenty. And I know you've got a lot to share, which is really what I was looking forward to bringing to our audience this morning you know you and i have known each other for a time we we met by phone back when i was still living in utah and then uh, i think we first met in person at the bhph united conference right back in april that is correct you yeah, yeah. that's correct so i remember seeing you in our session out there and and i was able to uh you know tell some of the attendees in at, during the session that um, I, I highly recommend that they get to know you uh, and your business in Fort Worth, because it's been my observation watching you and, you know, following you on social media, LinkedIn and, and other spots that I really love your, your marketing approach. And, and I think, um, especially we understand in Fort Worth, Texas, you've got a pretty large population of Spanish speaking folks and you guys do a real nice job of connecting with, um, you know, customers who you know, have Spanish as their first language. And so I, I know some of our, our listeners would, um, you know, enjoy hearing kind of how you do that. And before we talk about that part, I really am interested to know, like, where did you, where did you learn, um, you know, some of the tips that you bring to marketing? Like, where did you develop your marketing style? You know, uh, I think it all depends on, on the goal. I think uh, as a dealer, uh, the goal is to sell cars, right? We all want to be able to sell cars. The question is, who do you want to sell those cars too. Uh, mm -hmm. Our goal is, I think it's pretty clear, we want to target the Hispanic market. Uh, but within the Hispanic market, um, I want to be able to target uh, family structures. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and even within those family structures, I want to be able to, you know, target first and second generation Hispanics. Um, mm -hmm. So th there's a lot of uh, market data out there that you can look at and, 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 and see in 
uh, the kind of Hispanics that you have, because, you know, not every Hispanic is Mexican. And then, you know, sure. uh, <laughs> it's a, there's different variations when it, when it comes to that. So just to give you an example, uh, when I arrived in, in Wyoming, uh, my Uber guy was a guy from uh, a state in Mexico down south. Uh, but we were able to, you know, have a, an instant connection and sure. and had a con- have a conversation. And that, that's something that I would have never imagined up in Wyoming. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, hey, there's right. no Hispanics here. Nobody comes here. Uh, but that was not the case. So we we got to talking a little bit about how the Hispanic market has grown. And, you know, we talked about some of the things that are going into town and, and there's, you know, a much bigger Hispanic population. So, you know, uh, uh, there's always opportunity. So but but right. coming back to Fort Worth, Fort Worth is a well-established market. But, um, you know, there, there, there are differences between uh, Dallas and Fort Worth even mm-hmm. then on the top of Hispanic that, that, that we have. Um you know, Dallas is a lot hipper, a lot newer, and things like that. Uh, Fort Worth is much more established uh, as a family structure. So mm-hmm. for us, it's going to be something that, that calls uh, to home. Um, we don't want to be uh, as serious, and, and that's part of the things that you see on, on that advertisement. I think we're using a, a mariachi right now mm-hmm. uh, that's helping us, uh, you know, project the, the message that we want to. Uh, but then there's also something that's been very successful, which is, uh, you know, the, the mini lives that I do. I'll go out there and I'll shoot a vehicle. Right. Um, and, and, you know, you guys have, have been at the lot, uh, Jim. You see mm-hmm. that as soon as you walk in, you'll see my wife, you'll see my child. And mm-hmm. and that's the the thing that we project. We want to project a, a family environment to to the Hispanics that visit us. Yeah. And I think, you know, what I see in your case is this is hard for a lot of uh, dealers and people in other businesses too to understand is that you know when Jonathan does that you know his live videos and and whatever he's doing on marketing it's not just a show I mean it's it's real it's genuine I mean he's not bringing his family in just for this photo op I mean they're they're actually there and so I think sometimes this gets lost is kind of the the genuine part of the authenticity around that is you know when you when dealers or other business people get out there and you know claim a family atmosphere it's easy to say a lot of you, you've heard it all over media people you know claim we're family or whatever but to say it is one thing and to show it and live it is a different thing and i know you you do it i mean and i think the part of the marketing that particularly caught my eye was when you were doing kind of what i would call long form videos where you you were kind of introducing um the marketplace to members of your team kind of in little extended oh, videos yeah. where you were, you know, kind of sharing and, and introducing your team members to, you know, the community. And I just really enjoyed that particular style. So I'm wondering, did, did somebody recommend that to you or is that something you developed yourself? You know, it, it's something that, that I developed myself and, and I'll tell you where the, uh, where the idea came from. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I just remember, you know, when the, uh, the iPhones were first introduced. They used to do this, you know, side side view with uh, uh, the developers of the iPhone. And they talked about uh, the product and they talked about themselves. Uh, and that's basically where that idea came from. But obviously we needed to do it with the market that I'm targeting, which was the family structure. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot of those guys talk about their family, their family background <clears throat> and all of those things. Yeah. And uh, George Spatz says, cue the child in the background. He could hear maybe one of your kids. <laughs> I, I didn't care. We're not, we're not lying. We're living it. 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's true. No, I, I know that about you. And so, yeah, I think that that's really a nice thing. Like it really, to me, it really helped to connect. Like when people, you know, watch those videos, you just get a feel for who you're dealing with. You get a better understanding of, you know, who, who they are, what's important to them, where they come from, you know, all those kind of things. And so that's really important, which I, you know, if, if any, it gets too personal, you can say, Jim, sorry, too personal, but um, no, I want to hear a little bit about your background. Like where did you grow up? Where were you raised? No, absolutely, Jim. I was, I was actually born and raised uh, in, in a city called Monterey, which is about three hours south of the border. Mm-hmm. So my dad, it's, uh, you know, my, my dad's a preacher. Well, he's mm-hmm. retired now, but we, we came up here for a three-year project, uh, and that was back in 96. So we're supposed to be back by, you know, 99, uh, you know, 20 plus years later, is we're, we're still here. Mm-hmm. So we built our, you know, family structure around here. And, uh, you know, that, that's just the way that's just the way it went. Um, uh, but, you know, th- I think that helps a lot. Uh, knowing where the market that I'm targeting is coming from definitely makes a difference, um, mm-hmm. you know, because I have that firsthand experience. So, you know, going back to the um, just for a minute on the uh, the interviews that we did or introducing our team, the, the whole goal with that was was to be able to connect, you know, with the people uh, that we're targeting because their stories are very, very similar. Hey, I left yeah. my family behind. I want to be able to see my family again. Yeah. Uh, I come here to work and, you know, be able to to provide for my family. And, and I'll tell you one thing. It's 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 very, very good. Uh, you can connect with the Hispanics, but it's also true for any other market. You know, your customers want to know who they're dealing with. Um, and they want to have that instant connection with you. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it always good? Um, maybe, maybe not. You know, sometimes customers come in and say, hey, I know that guy. I want to only talk to you. I only want to talk to him. I don't want to talk to anybody else. Right. So you, you almost sometimes have to deal with that. Uh, you know, and obviously within your dealership structure, you have to create that stepladder, you know, when a conflict or an issue arises, you want them to deal with somebody else before it reaches you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the opposite, it's it's been really, really good because, uh, you know, I, I've become almost a face to the dealership and, and people know, hey, this is who owns it. Uh, this is the guy that's backing, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the product that he's selling. So it, it holds you at a higher standard. And then it also reminds you that you're dealing with an individual when you're selling them a car. Yeah. Um, I, I know the easiest and I think you guys touched bases on this, uh, Jim, just a, a couple of weeks ago. You know that you know. Do we only sell a car that's going to break down? I don't think any of us wake up in the morning and said, "Hey, Lee, who who am, who, who am I going to sell a car that's going to break down to the next day?" Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, being able to touch on that marketing um, and, and put your face out there really even holds you to a higher standard to sell a better product, which in turn gives you better reviews. You're able to get um, you know the repeat customer that we all want. So that's right. that's the beautiful thing about it. Yeah. So there are a couple of things as you talk about that. I, I think, you know, Michelle and I talk a lot about story branding. We're uh, disciples of some kind of influencers or marketing specialists who are, uh, you know, who talk a lot about story branding. And that's a lot of what I see. And I, I, you may not be following the same people. It doesn't sound like you had the, necessarily the same exact influences, but the same idea to basically go forward to your community and tell them who you are. Like, let them understand the people behind the business. So, you know, obviously in your marketing, I see you showing cars, but I see you for every 
every time that you are out there, you know, in terms of social media or wherever, for every time that I see you talking about cars, I see you talking about yourself or your company or your people. Right. And so I think that's a big thing that people um, can benefit from is understanding that, you know, if, if I'm a consumer in Fort Worth, Texas or Dubuque, Iowa, and I'm stepping into a four year relationship with somebody, I kind of want to know who they are. Right. That is correct. That is you know, correct. So I think it's, these are the kind of things that I think can help us. And this really was the theme of our, our presentation. You know, uh, the folks at BHP United actually chose the topic um, when we came out to speak on, you know, sell the program, not the car. And, and I, we turn, kind of took it one step further is, you know, sell the people, like sell who you are. Right. And, and help people understand, you know, kind of what you're about. And I think like say in our business, it's different if we're selling a car cash and, and, um, and we don't have the same relationship with the customer after delivery. Right. So that's part of what I see, you know, in your case. And so you guys do a, a really nice job of that. Uh, thank you, Jim. And, you know, and you're absolutely right. I mean, as, as independents, you know, particularly in, in our size, um, you know, I, I may not have uh, 40, 50 cars out there, you know, for customers to, you know, to, to come and choose from. So uh, I know that my strength is not going to be perhaps the inventory or the inventory selection. So you go for your strengths, which are your competitive advantage is always going to be mm-hmm. and should always be you and your people. Uh, and then obviously as a buy here, pay here dealer, <clears throat> you have a little bit more freedom uh, when it comes to the terms, the financing, the pricing and things of that sort. So that should be, you know, and that's what we made our second focus. Hey, you know, our strength is going to be on first us because, you know, you want to deal with an individual when you have a problem. Uh, and then the second thing is, hey, this is this is how we do financing. This is the reason you should come and see us. Um, but we always lead with that personal touch. Very nice. Um, and listen, we can't say anything you had in mind to say bad about Michelle. You can't say she's here now. So she has joined the broadcast. <laughs> there, Michelle. Good morning, Michelle. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. I've been listening and been trying to figure out on Facebook how to say my name on there. And I, I feel everyone's pain that can't do that. So I thought I would just, you know, invite oh, yeah? myself into the broadcast. Yeah. Well, that's a good learning experience so I'll, for I'll us all. I'll figure that out. Well, Really so, is. and by the way, for our listeners out there, if you will chime in, I see that most of the names this morning of the people that are commenting at least, but if you're listening in this morning, I'd like to know where you're listening from. So if you don't mind just throwing in the comments there, tell us where you're listening from, what state you're in. I always like to know kind of where, where folks are hearing us. And so, yeah, if you throw that in there, that'd be good. So, uh, uh Michelle, you're settled in Utah. Um, yeah. Uh, everyone in the house is sound asleep. So I snuck uh, yeah. out very quietly and sitting in my rental car enjoying the rain oh nice so, okay yeah i've really enjoyed listening to the story about 20 groups and and your dealership so far jonathan i i know i i don't want to derail the conversation um so if i am stop me please but i really enjoyed visiting your dealership and when you talk about it being a family environment oh my gosh it was so beautiful was really, I really enjoyed meeting the whole family, or not the whole family, your little one who kept coming in and trying to flirt. He was adorable. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and, I, I, know, I think the listeners got a, got a glimpse of him here just a few minutes ago. <laughs> oh, that was <laughs> nice. He was fantastic. Um, 
but yeah, just, and, and how hospitable everyone was. And, you know, we were just, we were just swinging through and, and, and really, really enjoyed, um, meeting everybody. And also where your, where your, uh, dealership is located. Fantastic. How everything looks fantastic. Um, just your messaging spot on really love it. Yeah. So that was, sure did. yeah, you, it was wonderful to meet you and the family and Michelle, we've been talking about the, um, the, kind of the story branding piece of what Jonathan does. And I also want to hear from you, Jonathan, because I think some of our listeners would really benefit from here. And maybe it helps for me to tell a quick story. You know, in our travels, Michelle and I, we meet a lot of dealers out there and it's common for us to have dealers tell us, you know, that we just don't have a lot of uh, Hispanic folks in our community. And, you know, we have to tell them, well, they're actually probably here. You're just not, you're not, (laughs) in the circles where they are, you're not shopping at the same grocery store, you know? And so this is is true. You know, I mentioned Dubuque, Iowa, pick any city out there in middle America. We find that there are customers who would have Spanish as their first language, just about everywhere we go. And I don't know how much you travel and see that Jonathan, but obviously in, in uh, places like the Metroplex in Texas, you have, you know, a high Hispanic population, but, have you also seen that in other places? Oh, absolutely, Jim. You know, even as I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, my Uber guy, he, he was from, a, you know, a state in Mexico down south. And, and, and the guy has been here, you know, had been here for 20 years plus. So it, there's a well-established community. Um, and like you mentioned, uh, it, it, you just have you just have to look for them. I mean, there's there's a lot of market data out there if, if you want to start you know, there, you don't have to go to, you know, the uh, <laughs> places like La Bichuacana or anything like that to, to find out if they're there. Uh, you know, a pro tip, if they sell Modelo in, in your area, there you, you go. Have some. <laughs> nice. That's a good kidding, pro tip. Write it down, people. Modelo. But there, there, no, there, there's, there's a lot of market data uh, mm-hmm. out there, you know, mm-hmm. and that you can look uh, and it's all public information and you can look at the, uh, you know, the, even you, you can even look at the breakdown of the Hispanics, mm-hmm. uh, because I can tell you a Mexican is buying very differently from a Central American, uh, mm-hmm. a Puerto Rican, South American, or even any other Hispanic. So knowing those differences and knowing who you're marketing to uh, right. can make a world of difference. Yeah. Uh, but but going out there and, and finding them, you know, even just the Internet, you don't have to step out your door. You, you can get a wealth of information. Um, right. And I think it's a market that, you know, we can all agree, hey, we want to target it. I want to acquire more. How do I do it? You know, do I need to speak Spanish? Do I need to be able to communicate with them? Uh, but but that's not always the case. A lot of them have been here, you know, for, for quite some time. Yeah. They're established, maybe, you know, second, third generation, um, you know, with that first generation core value. Uh, that they're fully bilingual and, and you're, you know, bilingual and you're able to approach them with, without any problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we see that. And I, I just might kind of run through with you kind of what we typically share based on my own experience. And, and I just uh, ask our dealers to contemplate if they really want to reach that consumer. It's really more in my mind than just putting up a sign that says "Se habla español" or whatever. That you you really want to be able to demonstrate, I think, to the consumer that you're there, you're committed to supporting them all the way through the process. So that's more than just a day when they're buying a car. That's you know one day when they're dealing with a mechanical problem or you know all the support that's required on the the collection side and the account management side. 
I like to ask dealers to make a commitment, show it that you're, you have people on your team that, you know, do speak Spanish and, and that's throughout the operation, just not the day they're buying. So your thoughts on that suggestion? No, I, I, absolutely, Jim. Uh, you know, and, and obviously we sell cars, so you have to be able to sell the cars that they're going to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in our area, uh, we did a, a pretty extensive, uh, you know, study and then the three number, you know, the three number one cars that or the number, the, the three top cars that Hispanics will buy, you know, they'll buy a Chevy Silverado, number one, Ford F-150, number two, and then third, a Nissan Altima. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then within the family area, you know, a Hispanic will, would pick a Traverse or an Acadia uh, before they would pick a Honda Pilot. Uh, as a okay. dealer, my mind would go to, hey, let me get the Honda Pilot. Uh, I'm not going to have transmission issues. I'm not going to have, you know, mechanical issues. I'm going to sell them a solid car. But the truth of the matter is the Hispanic is looking for the Traverse for the Acadia. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> and that's, you know, that as dealers, we, we buy what's going to give us less of an issue, but the Hispanics are looking for what they want and they're willing to pay, you know, for, for those items. Um, But, you know, being and wanting to be Hispanic driven doesn't mean you have to change your name. Doesn't mean that you have to do the Mm -hmm. advertisement that we do. Uh, It's all about, uh, you know, part of the inventory that you buy, but also the treatment that that you give them, you Mm -hmm. know, when you, when they visit your store. Um, you know, having that one individual that, that can really communicate and be the mediator mm-hmm. uh, because it is intimidating. Uh, I remember, you know, when we first arrived here, um, you know, in, in Mexico, people pump gas for you. <laughs> well, here yeah. it's completely different. Uh-huh. So uh, the first time that, that we tried to do that, uh, you know, we didn't know what to do. We went inside, we paid. We didn't know how to work the pump, so we left. Yeah. <laughs> That's embarrassing <laughs> as that is, you know. We just we didn't ask anybody because uh-huh. that, that was embarrassing. So, you know, the next time it's like, okay, we're gonna watch somebody see how they did it. Uh-huh. Um, and I was 15 at the time. My dad is, hey, go tell him this, and I'm like, hey, dad, you know, I've been here the same amount of time you have, so my English is not a lot better than yours. Uh, so it, yeah. it, it took it took a while, you know. So it can be intimidating, you know, walking into into places like that. So right. You know, yeah. it's just like anything. You have to be welcoming. Yeah, no, I get it. That's great. And uh, by the way, Jonathan, there's totally a future for you in uh, consulting and mentorship. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, teaching. You're doing it this morning, but I'm just telling you, there's there's an opportunity. There's so many folks out there who could could benefit. And I hope, you know, people are listening and can find this broadcast where you, you've given some really great tips on, uh, on that part. And I think... Um, it just kind of confirms what we typically see. And, and that is that, you know, the Hispanic customer does have special interest and needs. We, we want to be able to reach that customer. And I would just tell you they're, they're in most markets um, and you just are not really succeeding with your marketing and connecting with that consumer. And so, you know, that's what we recommend that you, mm-hmm. you talk to folks like Jonathan out there and, uh, and we've got, uh, people listening in this morning from Ohio and Tennessee, uh, New Jersey, Florida, South Carolina, although the dealer in South Carolina says they're actually listening from Texas this morning. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I think, um, in all those markets, all those communities, you know, the Spanish speaking customer is there. And, um, and so we just obviously want to, want to find ways to better connect with them and serve that community. 
And uh, so, yeah, I appreciate you, uh, you sharing the tips this morning, Michelle, did you have anything to add or ask? Not really. Just thank you so much for, for, uh, um, joining. I know Jim and I've talked for a, a bit about having you come and join us on the morning show and also how we might be able to, um, entice you to, um, help out a little bit with, uh, helping, helping other dealers, uh, really, uh, reach their Hispanic market. And I, and I really appreciate you coming and doing this because like Jim said, you, you really are an asset to this industry and your community and to the market. Well, I really, really appreciate the, the invitation. Uh, and absolutely, uh, at, at the end of the day, you know, we, we are here to help each other, uh, to build each other up. Uh, we get up in the morning to, to do what we can, you know, we, we get up to yeah. provide for our families, to, uh, to work as hard as we can to be able to serve the communities that, that we're in. Uh, and not because we're a buy here, pay here means that we're less than your typical or your bigger dealerships. We're serving a segment of the community. Uh, and we should be very proud of the work that we do every day. Amen. Yeah, I can see that you are working hard and working smart out there in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, I just will tell our listeners, we've got a platform. We're going to make mentors available. The invitation is there for Jonathan to start offering mentorship to, uh, you know, the folks out there. If and when you're ready, Jonathan, to uh, provide that kind of uh, mentorship. (laughs) In the meantime, we're going to continue to invite you back to the morning show. Yeah. And, uh, so, so again, thanks for, for making time to talk and, and we'll uh, have another chance to chat, uh, some morning soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All Thank right. You too. Talk soon. Michelle, you're going to stay with me just thanks, a minute. Jonathan. We'll sign off. Yeah, I will. So anything uh, to add from your end before we cue the music? Nothing really. Um, I'm gonna, I'll be here on Friday to join for a little bit. We do have a special guest on Friday. And, um, I, I know that you, you, uh, huh? It's Amanda. I got to look at the schedule again. I think, do, do we have Amanda? I think it's Amanda. It's Amanda, Amanda on Eric's Friday. Gonna... Amanda Sanchez, the illustrious, um, <laughs> uh, bookkeeper, accountant, <laughs> account. consultant, yeah, advisor. Yeah. She's not a bookkeeper. She's an accountant. Auditor. <laughs> extraordinary. Well, she knows all that stuff. She knows, she how knows to do all, all of that stuff. stuff. And she's going to be here uh, with kind of been the, the uh, person of the day uh, since last week um, with all of the, the stuff that Russell posted and, and uh, what is, is today the 15th? Today is in fact the 14th. The 14th. So tomorrow, happy finishing out your tax quarter filing stuff amanda looking forward to talking to you on friday and and i'll try to pop in and and uh, participate a little bit in that conversation yeah we'll um we'll have amanda here for those who know amanda no i will have the uh the the mute button (laughs) on on, i'll have my finger on the mute button to uh for any profanity that might slip out so he's fun when we post this (laughs) when we post these two uh to the the syndicated stations there's a little, little checkbox that says explicit content yeah we'll just check that yeah we'll be good she's, she's just, <laughs> we, we, everybody loves amanda she's got she's colorful we'll just say she's colorful right 
So looking forward to well, having her. And, yeah. and I hope Hugo I, will join I love too. It and she speaks my language. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. She speaks my well, language. Very good. Well, we're gonna does, we're gonna so wrap it's... up for today and look forward to having Amanda on on Friday. So by all and folks, the, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you joining and hope uh, you got a lot out of uh, hearing what uh, Jonathan had to share. And we'll uh, hope you listen in on uh, Friday. Mm-hmm.